Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place You need a partner for the ride Cause everybody needs a climb So set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, not here with my co-host Sarah Ferguson this week. However, never fear, listeners. We are here joined by two very special guests, a returning guest, Mary Kwiatkowski, and her friend and listener of the podcast, Lee. Mary and Lee, how are you both doing? Well, I'm doing great. I'm so glad to be back as always, Jess. Um, sad that Sarah can't join us, but I'm really happy to be able to talk with both of you today because this is my first experience of being like the noob on a podcast. Uh-huh. I have no clue what is going on. And that's why it's really helpful that I have my friend Lee here because she's a huge fan, not only of shit 90 shows, but also of Dawson's Creek. So I'm going to lean on her heavily for what <laughs> in the world is going on. Yeah, yes. Lee, welcome to the podcast. Talk us through a little bit of your your history with Dawson's Creek because you, you're you the one who's a little bit more of the super fan. Yes, yeah. So initially started listening to shit 90 shows taught me because I love Boy Meets World, like mm-hmm. even more. That's like my main show. Um, and that's one of the shows that Mary and I, when we were becoming friends, kind of like bonded over. Um, mm-hmm. When I was growing up, I would always, especially like in high school, I'd be on YouTube and like the top 10 ships of all time, you know, oh, yeah, you know like yeah, watching yeah, of all the scenes and stuff. So there were some Dawson's Creek ones. And then I got into the show because of that. And I was kind of like on and off on the show. And then mm-hmm. when you guys started podcasting about it, I started like watching it. And from like season three on, I've like finished the show since you guys have started talking mm-hmm. about it. But then um, obviously it have been watching along with the podcast so yeah yeah so fun. you know you know everything that happens at this point we yes, want mary yeah, is yeah. like completely lost <laughs> no idea. Any of these people are. here's here's my history with dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. i knew it was a show <laughs> definitely thought dawson was a girl 
Uh, oh, no. Like just based on the name, do you, you probably know? thought Joey was a, a boy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know who thought Pacey was a girl. None of, of the course. names mm-hmm. match up to what I thought. Um, I had heard the names Dawson and Joey and Pacey, and that was pretty much it. And then I had yeah. seen the like one crying meme, right? Of course, with, everyone with, has. Right. I'd yeah. seen that, but I didn't know who that was. I just oh, knew you didn't it even was know like Dawson. Okay, no, I was like, I know that's a character in Dawson's Creek. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I assume here is my guess. I assume that Dawson's Creek is kind of along the same lines as like One Tree Hill in terms of like similar vibes. It's yeah. Like yes. a, a I would say friends it's growing up. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's a little bit more restrained in that it took a very long time for like literally anybody to have sex on the show. Oh, like, okay. It, it's very restrained in that way. Um, yeah. It took multiple se- like seasons upon seasons upon seasons for people to actually like, and they you all start off at like the 15, most 16. heavy episode. In that I was going to say, I was gonna say this, yeah, this episode, sex and violence. I was like, where's the violence? This is just, <laughs> okay. This is long <laughs> sex and sexism. Yeah. Like, this what? is, this has long been a discussion point for Sarah and I about how like there's, cause we'll always say at the end of the podcast, like, Oh, do you want to hear what the, the title of the next one is? Because I've seen the full show. Sarah hasn't. Um, and so I'll say the title and every time it's like a really like intense one, like sex and violence, we're always like, Mm-mm, I bet you guys there's going to be neither. That's <laughs> not how it works. Yeah. So, so at this point, I mean, I'm assuming this is the final season, right? Yes. Of the show. Okay. So can you give me like, I don't know, a one or two. Yeah. I can give you the clip summary notes. with like, what is this show about? Like, are they, cause I I'm guessing at this point they appear to be like post college age. Some, well, so they're in college, they're college age currently, but and some of them are in college. Like big, and some, time job? It doesn't make a ton of sense. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. <it> doesn't. <laughs> so the, basically they're all from the, the Creek, which is Dawson's Creek, you know, right. um, Dawson is like a film buff. He loves, he loves Spielberg. He loves everything about film. Huh. He grew up with his best friend, Joey. And so the beginning of the story is basically, Basically how their friendship kind of turns into a bit of a romance and how complicated things become when you're a teenager. Pacey is also in their friend group. Um, and they don't put so originally it's like Joey and Dawson is is the pairing, right? That's the one everyone's shipping. Um, eventually it becomes a Joey and Pacey sort of thing. Pacey is more of like the the very jovial, jokey, class clown type of like doesn't do his homework type of guy. Joey is like the studious. Um, you know, kind of poor, has like humble beginnings, but really wants to get out of Cape Side and wants to make something of herself and and on and on. And then, of course, we have additional characters. Jen is another one who kind of comes to Cape Side the first episode. She's known as like the naughty girl from New York, you know? <laughs> it's like very much like, oh, she's done everything in New York and now she's here to live with her grandmother because her parents sent her away. This is making so much more sense now. For this <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> yep. Um, so the, and then there's, of course, then there's like a love triangle where you have Joey and Pacey then dated, um, and they had to, they were like sneaking behind everyone's backs and then Dawson found out and it was, oh my God. Um, and so they were like, it's always been the like, okay, do you, are you a Dawson and Joey shipper or are you a Pacey and Joey shipper? It's kind of like the fandom, you know, had the back and forth. So does I mean at least in at this point in the show that I'm watching Dawson doesn't seem to have like a romance plot line or does he No like he had he talked to Natasha who was an actress oh, yes. it gets <laughs> Um no and the reason there's a couple reasons for that one is like he was in California for like film school and everything and they're all in Boston so he's like across the country and on top of that um you can kind of sense it I feel like in this episode 
James Vanderbeek, who plays Dawson, didn't want to be as involved in the final season. Like he was, I think he was trying to make like a movie career for himself and all of that. Mm-hmm. So he's not around as much. So there's a, a ton of episodes this season where he's not even in them. So you can kind of feel that in this episode where he's like, oh, I got to stay true to my heart and make a, a movie. He basically wants to make the movie Dawson's Creek is yeah, the, the funny the thing. Oh, that yes. he's talking about, yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down. I was like, this seems like, I have not seen this show, but the way he's talking about it makes me feel like this is a classic, like, Lucas Scott writing the book of his life. Exactly. Okay, and this is, this is why shows like Smallville, uh, One Tree Hill, Riverdale, the title of the show is The Place, not a character, so that if a character leaves... They can just say, yeah. well, it's about the place. <laughs> yeah, it's it's also one of those things where uh, the original creator was only involved in the first two seasons. And then he left to, like, pursue other yeah. things. And so that's when, like, you kind of feel a bit of a, a shift in the show. And then I think there's another thing, Lee, right? When they, like, when they go off to college, it also feels just so different. Because the creek is, like, almost a character in and of itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. the college vibe definitely, like, changed the show, kind of. Like, you know, in Riverdale, they did, like, a flashback mm-hmm. or a flash forward, whatever it was. The, yeah. the kind of, like, the new location changed kind of the vibe of the show. And I think where we left with Dawson's love story was that him and Joey had sex, and then the next day, like, they both, like, freaked out about it, and uh, then they didn't haven't been yeah. talking, like, since then, really. Joey so. finds <laughs> out that he was somewhat involved with Natasha, who also gets brought up, um, back in California when he slept with Joey, and Joey <laughs> loses her shit about it and is basically like, you tarnished our, like, our love, like, our one sex <laughs> moment together. Um, and people on this show take sex very seriously. Not saying you shouldn't, um, if you're out there, you know, like, you should to an extent, but Joey really treats it like the end-all be-all. Yeah. Um, and as you could probably tell, Joey gets on my nerves, like, quite a bit. She's just, like, she overthinks like literally everything you could possibly overthink. It does feel like a lot of the, I don't know, lessons or way that they talk about sex in this show from the one episode I've seen mm-hmm. do feel like the reason why a lot of people our age, probably when we went to, you know, when we were in high school or college and we would think about sex or have your first relationship or whatever, you did hold everything to this like really massively high standards yes. because of the things we've been taught, right? Like the number of times that I have been told like, oh, once you sleep with a guy, like they'll be tied to you forever, both like in a moral standard, but also in a like, that guy will like, that's all he wants from you. So like, once you give it to him, then like he's hooked on you. It's like, that's, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. CJ kind of uh, epitomizes that in this episode. Oh, I can't, do I, can't I have wait most to talk of about my CJ. notes about CJ? Yeah. Yes. So. See, I can't wait. Oh, and uh, the other character who is has been missing for quite a few episodes that was new since the college years is Audrey, who is Joey's roommate, played by Busy Phillips. Um, she is right. one of the characters who was like such a welcomed addition. I will say Dawson's Creek for all of its faults. When they add new characters that that stick around, they actually are usually pretty good. Good, and they tend to like kind of give a little bit of a fresh air to the okay. to the show you know like they're a breath of fresh air for the most part we have some duds in the mix but yeah. they're usually pretty good so she's kind of the only 
newer member to the group at this point. Um, besides, we'll talk about Eddie when we get to the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other thing. That You're <laughs> like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> You're like, I'm supposed to gasp right now. Yeah. But like, I don't know. What that <laughs> like, oh no, it's a guy. <laughs> it's him. It's Oliver Hudson. So um, yeah. at this point in the show, how long have they like? When when did they jump to college age? They all went to college in the fifth season. So this okay. is their second season in college. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, because they're like 15 at the Ooh. start of the show, basically. Interesting. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I meant they were like, you know, 25 playing 15. No. Oh, they, oh, 100%. Most most of them were. Yeah, most of them I think were. I think Joshua Jackson is, I think, the closest to what the his character's ages uh, have been. But yeah, everyone else, of course. Like James Vanderbeek is like 30 years old at this point or something crazy. What um What channel was this on? WB. This is a okay. WB show. This is mm-hmm. a WB And you show. can feel that in its bones. I yeah. Think. Yeah. You know? you know, it's interesting because I do feel like some of the other WB shows I watched, it was very similar, like in terms of uh, the romance being really drawn out and, and waiting for that for a long time. Just, yeah, you know, shows are different nowadays. Like where you know you watch your Gossip Girls, you watch your other shows. I mean, right. they're certainly more modern, right? This show was much more about the slow burn, the the build, the yes. anticipation. And you'll notice as well. This is another one of those shows where the kids. Well, I shouldn't say kids now, but even back in season one, they would be talking in sentences that you're like, I've never ever heard a teenager <laughs> talk like this before. They sounded like, like so educated and like they sounded like adults, you know. Yeah, so especially with Joey and Dawson. It was like okay. they always talking riddles and you know so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I definitely feel like after watching this, I want to go like watch the pilot or the first couple episodes and see. It's just yeah. one of those shows that I always heard about. I think I thought it was more of a soap opera. Like I, I didn't it can be. That's the thing. It can be at okay. times, but it's it's it really is high highs and low lows because literally like two episodes ago we were like, oh my gosh, this is one of the best episodes of the series. Mm-hmm. And so then and then you hit a bit of a a, a dud. And I think it's mm-hmm. you're more likely to hit duds the the later seasons you're yeah. you're in. You know, that's I pretty think typical for most exactly. of these they're kind of running out of runway at this point on the show. I- I'll have to ask my sister. I think she watched a little of this because she was always watching like Everwood. I love Everwood. Another show named after a place. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, um, that I felt like I would come and sit down and be like, I'm lost. I'm, you know, I'm coming in episode whatever. And I don't know who any of these characters are. And they're all just so dramatic. So I just never got <laughs> into it. But yeah, I, I like drama, but I needed a, I don't know. I needed something else too. Some other kind of hook. Yeah, but I watch One Tree Hill, so that's not the really... show has like a decent amount of comedy as well. I would say, but it certainly leans more into the drama, the like drama, it's, it's all teen drama. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and apparently all the jobs in this episode. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about Pacey's job <laughs> okay. at Numbers Incorporated. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, so let's let's dive into our episode, season six, episode seventeen, sex and violence. Um, I don't know where the violence was, but that's fine. Unless we count uh, Joey pouring, you know, uh, coffee on someone as violence, which I suppose you could if it's hot enough. Um, yeah, I also, I don't know if when you watch it, like what, what platform do you watch this on now? On HBO. Okay. So I watched it on YouTube because it was on YouTube. Oh, free. do they have and- the I Don't Want to Wait song? Yeah, they did. Oh, good. Surprised. Okay. It said free with ads, but it was just free. There was no ads. Oh, incredible. Um, I know. It's amazing. And so I got the last time on. And my notes from the last time on say, I just wrote, 
Dawson is going to direct a movie question mark and then I said Pacey and some girl wait is this Pacey with a mustache because <laughs> I didn't recognize oh, him oh Pacey yeah facial hair yep 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 yes uh or yeah he had like a whole whole facial hair actually he had goatee yeah um and then later on it was him and Joey and I was like who's this other guy wait is this one Pacey <laughs> I couldn't I thought they were two different people because <laughs> I, I guess the, the other one was a flashback from like many episodes ago or something the one where he had the facial hair? Yeah, yes. so yeah. PC okay. had facial hair up like two episodes oh. ago. And oh, that's okay. a whole storyline so of itself. I was like, is this a flashback to like seasons ago? I, I had no <laughs> idea. And then um, I wrote several notes throughout this about, um, I did not call him CJ in any of this. I just wrote little baby Jensen Ackles. Over <laughs> <her>. <laughs> so I'm, I'm watching um, Supernatural for the first time. And also Jensen Ackles was also in Smallville. And I like, yep. I love Jensen Ackles. So I could not get over this. Every scene with him, I was like, I don't even care if your character is bad. I just love this. <laughs> yeah. I love all it's, of this. It's funny you say that because Sarah and I really don't, neither one of us watched Supernatural. I watched Smallville, but not, I never finished it. Okay. So like I didn't I don't have that like love for him as an actor and so ever since CJ has been here I'm like you suck please like go away you're just yeah. the worst he's like my <laughs> least favorite character I cannot stand him and I can't mm. see that they're like trying to make him and Jen a thing like <laughs> I, 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 I just enough. don't get it I'm yeah. all for it I don't know any <laughs> background um yeah he he was going to play Clark Kent in Smallville he was like it oh. came down to him and Tom Welling and so they but they really liked him so they brought him back for just season four so if you even if you never want to watch Smallville just watch season four where he's in it and he's like sort of a villain I was gonna say who does he play because I'm trying to remember how far I got and he's the football four. coach <laughs> <gasps> that's right no you're right doesn't he date lana yeah he dates lana for a whole season and he's the football coach and is it's that before or after she becomes a witch it's the same season yes so good that whole season he kind of like spoilers for smallville he kind of like makes her become a witch it's yeah a whole, i remember a that thing. okay yes. now you're that I'm is very the, visual yes the hot mess season it's the best season of smallville in sort of an ironic way uh, mm -hmm. love that it's, my, it's like my guilty pleasure tv where i go back and just like rewatch episodes from that season yeah oh love smallville um so yeah so we start this episode where joey and pacey are coming back from some kind of date at a fancy restaurant and they're doing the typical thing where they're a little awkward they have the flirt happening but they're a little awkward because I, Lee, tell me how they haven't yet had the conversation of like hey we gonna do this thing or not I know. And I feel like they're in that place of like, I've never been in this place, but if you like broke up and then it's been a while and you want to get back together, but it's kind of like you're tiptoeing around it. Yeah. So then we'll get to it. But then they like, they haven't even like kissed yet or anything. And so then it's just very uncomfortable, like oh. flirting, but like, I don't know. So they haven't kissed yet. Like this is it. Yeah, I mean, they've kissed, kissed in, in general, the, but like in getting back together, they haven't like, oh. Okay, so I, because I wrote like, is this their first date? I had, I was very confused of why it was so awkward because later on it seemed like they had been like together for a long time. So, so, backstory is high school, they dated, then they broke up. Then two episodes ago, they had this, uh, they got stuck in a Kmart and they like were together the whole night. She shaved his goatee. It was a beautiful <laughs> moment. That's and what happened to the goatee. Yeah, the it goatee was the most was, romantic like, really shaving <laughs> you've ever seen. Yeah. She's like, I want to make you look more like high school again. <laughs> That's basically it. Yes. <laughs> And, and so now they're in this awkward stage where they're not, they're not 
actually committed to each other. They're not dating. They're kind of testing the water, seeing how it goes. And so they have this like, so we also hear Pacey. This is another running storyline with Pacey. And like, he has so many jobs. He shifts careers constantly. Lately, he's been working at what we've deemed Numbers Incorporated. We have no idea. Okay. We we know it's some kind of like stock brokery type of situation. There's financial stuff happening. He's some kind of salesman. The in the background with <laughs> yeah, the running numbers. Like, <laughs> yeah. And there's been some it's suspicious shit happening because like he got a promotion. This has been an ongoing thing where he's gotten a promotion very quickly. Like he's moved up in the ranks very, very quickly. He's gotten a promotion. He doesn't have a new title, which doesn't yeah. make any sense to me at all. Usually there's a title associated with a promotion. And he's not apparently asking any questions about <laughs> when this. When he said that, because she asked him, like, what's your title? And he goes, I don't know. There is no title. I wrote red flag. Like, that's a huge red flag to yeah. not know, like, what your new job is or what, like, the stipulations are with it. I don't so know. Is he still in college? Does he just have this? He never went job? to college. Okay. No. So he was the one who, like, really didn't get into many colleges. His original plan was he loved sailing. He loved boating. He worked on a big ship. And then he kind of, it's kind of one of those jobs where you, it's there when it's there and it's not when it's not. So he was between jobs. Then he worked at a restaurant for a while, was really good at it. We thought he was going to be the biggest chef in the world. And then suddenly he had to, he like quit that job because of his new boss. And suddenly he's working at Numbers Incorporated as a salesperson. Hmm. It doesn't make sense, but here we are. And now he's like big business bitch, you know, like he is like, he's wearing suits. He's grown goatees. He's an adult, capital A. So, but, and they're all in the same place though. This is the same location to they where are all, went to? Okay. Yeah. They, they're in Boston. Dawson now, is where in is Dawson's Tulsa. Creek? Like, I mean, where, where's the Creek? It's, <laughs> it's, it's Cape side, which is basically like on the Cape, like kind of in Massachusetts, basically it's a small oh, touristy okay. town in Massachusetts. Okay. Filmed in North Carolina, very similar to One Tree Hill. I was going to say, I, I thought it was North Carolina based on the like, pro, yep. like the little, of I course. don't want to wait. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're in Boston, and then we see them like go to this, do this kiss. It's like super awkward. Again, this is also Mary. Something you'll you'll find out that we'll talk a bit more about is we always make fun of Joey's kissing because she's the most awkward kisser on the show. We call her Lego hands because she never quite moves her hands very much, um, and she's just the worst at kissing. And the only thing that makes her good at kissing is Pacey, <laughs> Joshua Jackson. <laughs> Okay, so do we, like, are we supposed to like Pacey? I could not figure out if he was, like, a bad boy. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I would say after season one, pretty much everyone universally loves Pacey. Yes. Oh! Yeah, he's, like, Oh, beloved. I'm shocked, because I was, like, this guy seems, like, why is Joey with the... I'm mean, not that Joey was great in this episode, honestly. She was given red flags, too, but... <laughs> Yeah, so Pacey is the reason people love uh we call them Jossie, like drinking the Jossie juice, Joey and Pacey together is because Joey is very uptight and uh -huh. very like strict and school focused and all that. Pacey is more like, oh, just go where the wind takes him. And he kind of brings the fun out of Joey in that way. Whereas Dawson is like a different version of Joey, and they just kind of talk at each other and they just Say they, like, nothing. each other out. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dawson kind of seems like a downer. <laughs> he is. He is. He's a downer. Uh, so they they both end up saying goodnight. They don't uh they don't end up kissing. Um, and then we go to by the way, we barely ever see Jen this season. Like she really, it's like you bl blink and you miss her. She's gone. She has this terrible haircut, which we can't stop talking about. <laughs> oh, because it, of it seems really bad. 
It also, looks like had, she got attacked by scissors. I had no idea that Michelle Williams like was in Dawson's Creek. Either. Really, this is where she got her start. This <laughs> yeah, is where I, she I googled started. that. I found that out. I mean, I was more distracted by Jensen, but like that was shocking. Also, yeah. I want to know, Lee. What are your What are your thoughts on what they've done to what they've done to Jen? Because we know what they've done to Jen. Yeah, I just like like you guys kind of say sometimes like I feel like the writers hate her and I feel like they're always even when she was so she was with Dawson for a little bit um in season five I think um yeah, well season and, one too they got together yeah, yeah, and then yeah. again in season five but yeah. when they got together in season five I was like wow this is so cute like exactly this is happy this is so good for both of them um and then they just like broke them up for no reason basically other hmm. than to put joey and dawson back together but i feel like they're always just giving her the short end of the stick because joey is like the it girl so it kind of all revolves around joey um but i love jen as a character and i like i think she's great but i just feel bad because they're putting her with cj who i do not like so (laughs) So where did cj come from it seems like he's just a this season guy or yeah he he just got introduced this season he basically works at like you'll see it in this episode he works at like a help hotline type okay yeah um and she we always say like jen has been our doc therapist she loves to give people advice when they're standing on docs Mm. and so naturally she was a good fit for that and they had a bit of like a a weird thing where jen was constantly pining after cj and cj was like no i don't want a relationship i'm trying to focus on me which is you know fair enough you know he was like a recovering alcoholic and he didn't really want a relationship and all of that but then he goes and sleeps with audrey and is a major dick about it (laughs) and that's why we hate him because we love audrey (laughs) okay but audrey wasn't in this episode no audrey was missing this she's been in she's in um rehab right now and i believe you mean the very beautiful actress busy phillips love busy phillips yes (laughs) according to uh julie chenman um so Okay, so does CJ live with Jen and her grandma? No, he lives somewhere else, but it does seem like he's sleeping a lot in, in Jen's uh, so bed. So explain this to me. So confused. Yeah. First off, we only get one scene. It's at the end. Her grandma seems chill. Um, Love Grams. Yeah. She's, she's, has her boyfriend over at the house, presumably that her grandma knows about, but she doesn't want to get caught hooking up with him which understandable no one yeah. wants that but like it seems like the grandma knows he's there and is also totally fine talking about their sexual relationship so yeah. where, where, why like i i'm not saying she needs to sleep with him i'm saying why why is she so afraid of grandma when grandma seems fine with all this i could understand she's like, question. i don't want grandma to know that you're here so we need it's, to really it's really weird it. the story of grams is interesting because she starts out as like a hyper religious very very strict grandmother okay and slowly over time she does open up a lot and become a lot more um comfortable with with jen and her own beliefs because jen's an atheist and so they kind of they have those battles many times um eventually because Jen does not have a good relationship with her parents. So her Grams moved to Boston because she lived in Cape Side, moves to Boston, gets this baller apartment that literally no one could afford. And Jen and her friend Jack, who also isn't in this episode, are living with Grams. Um, and so normally, Lee, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like she she's had a, an occasional conversation like this with Rams. usually not this blatantly about sex though yeah and i feel like this season in particular just her like date Graham's dating more and stuff like that yeah. i feel like they are trying to open her up as a character okay. 
but it wouldn't be something that they would typically like talk about. They're not like, you know, chatting about that kind of stuff. But that's why it was kind of surprising when she did bring it up. But I think that they kind of wanted to show her as the mediator between the two of them. Yeah. And I guess it was probably also like the end of the episode. Oh, we've had this back and forth between the two of us. Let's bring in the third person mm-hmm. who ends up surprisingly being totally <laughs> yeah, fine the mediator. having this conversation. So yeah. is she the only like air quotes adult in the show or were there now, any other parents so um in back in the day we had dawson's parents mitch and gail and there were like so much focus on the adults as well it okay. wasn't just the kids storyline but as the kids got older it they really the adults got pushed to the side more and their storylines were kind of like no one really cares you know gotcha. we care about the teen- teenagers typical yeah which we were happy for because the mitch and gail saga was awful awful times it was not a fun thing to cover. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had a roller coaster relationship. A mess. (laughs) So. Um, And this scene, I love Jen's pajamas. Yeah, I did too. (laughs) I was like, those look comfy. (laughs) She has, she very much is like the, uh, we love looking at, it's Jen pajama watch is really fun. She always has these like matching sets that are kind of like, a little grandma-y or a little kiddish, I guess, whichever way you want to skew. They're certainly not like lingerie. Yeah. (laughs) They're like flannel, like button-ups. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, so she's like, she's like, oh, okay, are you ready to get up? And it's obvious he wants to have sex. And she says, oh, I'm not really in the mood. And he, I got very annoyed with him, like pretty much instantly where he's like, look at this pack of condoms. You know how many this pack comes with? 12. You know how many are in there? And when he said like, I'm like, okay, maybe they haven't had sex in like a month. You know, like what, what is the situation? And he says, Jen, we haven't had sex in a week. I'm like, bitch, a week? I have, I have zero sympathy for that. <laughs> like, no. like get a different scale because that does not mean much. Yeah, I, I I'm with I'm with Jen here where she's like, what am I sex on a stick? Like that yeah. that one was really fun. <laughs> and it, I was feeling like if he felt this way about it, there's a better way to go about it than to just immediately be like passive aggressive and you know like kind of going at her the way he was obviously this is like a college relationship so it's not necessarily yeah. like the best communication skills mm. but yeah I just felt like he was being very childish and yeah rude and, and, yeah, and, and generally never has the patience for this kind of stuff because we've always said that she's one of the more emotionally intelligent characters on the show she pretty much always has been she's usually very good about voicing her feelings and her thoughts and like being very clear about that and so the minute CJ's like oh I guess it's true what they say when you start dating we don't have sex anymore it's like all right bro you can leave thank you <laughs> yeah I, I mean I definitely got the vibe of his character throughout all of this uh, I did laugh when she said um that there are other ways we can be intimate and he uh definitely thought some pjs were gonna happen oh and it was yeah like, it was like dude no like that she means like we could talk or we could cuddle like mm. i i thought she was even gonna say like yeah we could like go on a walk together <laughs> yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a normal thing to do like i don't know what in his brain translated i don't want to have sex too but i certainly want to suck your dick yeah. like, what, in what world is that the leap you're making yeah when people say other forms of intimacy they mean not the same type of intimacy <laughs> we're doing right now exactly 
<laughs> so he's not very happy with that. Uh, and then we go to Numbers Incorporated, where P- uh, Joey is visiting Pacey. She brought him an office warming gift and, like, immediately mobbed by disgusting bros, like, essentially. It's like all bros who work here, they're all young, they're all nasty, and apparently have never seen a woman in their lives. Uh, so let's all crowd around Joey, which, of course, makes Pacey uncomfortable because, Lee, no one in this show cannot be jealous at all times i know yeah and this whole episode was just very much like jealousy and also the all the guys like crowding around her um but yeah it was very it was very clear that when she got there that she was like the hot commodity of the office yeah I felt so bad for the old secretary. Marcy. Darcy. Is that Mar- yeah, yeah, Darcy. Marcy seems to get fired for seemingly no reason beyond, as Joey rightly points out, uh, her age. You know, she's over the age of 30, so she's old news, I suppose. You know, which is pretty insulting to someone over the age of 30. <laughs> so, like, all right, well, all right, then oh. I guess I'm not young anymore. So do we know this like this boss guy rich like is this yeah we call him ronaldo um i don't remember why i think his last name is like ronaldi or something but he's a complete douchebag um he took all the employees on a trip to uh, what was it louisiana it was new orleans right yep yeah and he hired a sex worker for pc but didn't tell him that she was a sex worker and so he luckily he found out before he had sex with her and then he was like I'm sorry, this is just not, you know, I want to have sex with, like, feelings or, you know, it makes me uncomfortable, whatever. And then Ronaldo was like, oh, are you just a loser then, bro? Like, you're just not going to have sex with her? Like, yeah, the worst. And Pacey dated Busy Phillips' character, Audrey, um, or Aubrey. And then when, um, when he was with her, like, he basically was like encouraging him to break up with her. Like, Oh, like, you know, you don't want to be tied down. You're too young to be tied down. Basically. Yeah. This guy seems like the worst. He is. He is. He's like taking over Pacey's office and Joey. I love, this is typical Joey to be like, excuse me, you can't fire someone because of how they look. That's discrimination. She like loves to just tell people like what they can do. He's like, is this HR? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, no, she's a, a friend. Again, you get the awkwardness here of like, they don't have, labels really um and of course we have ronaldo immediately being like oh even though it makes absolutely zero sense to hire someone for two weeks until they can find a replacement that's what they're gonna do because joey's hot so i cannot imagine an office job like this that can do whatever kind of like paperwork and payroll they need to have someone like start working that day also (laughs) like what like are you just gonna pay them in cash probably because it's such like a sketchy place (laughs) who knows she could be it's right she could be being paid under the table um but yeah joey's just like um was he kidding and pacey's like absolutely not but because it pays 600 bucks a week which is kind of a lot like for that time period you know we're we're talking early aughts here Mm -hmm. um uh, he, she's like well i'm broke and because the bar she works at hell's kitchen which is a bar and everyone has left town so like there's not there's not been a ton of service so she's looking to get pick up extra hours anyway um and he's just like oh are you like comfortable with the boss secretary thing again this is before administrative assistant was a title um and she's just like you know who's the real boss <laughs> so she's gonna be uh, being an administrative assistant for pacey 
that's where I got confused because he says that they're just friends. And then she's like, you know who the real boss is. Like, I'm like, she's talking as if they're in a serious relationship and they have been yeah. for a while. And he's talking. Are as you like, if, you're like, what are they? Yeah. I was yeah. like, I was trying to figure out what they were. They're trying they're, to figure out what they are. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I, I can tell that I'm sure there's history. This is season six, but like, we, yeah, where they stood, there was so much jealousy considering that, but like like kid jealousy not the kind of jealousy where you like go off and pout like the kind of jealousy where you literally yeah. just like e- yell at each other and like act well, that's the whole thing is they are always fighting basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it, right it's they're one of those like uh, couples that kind of epitomize the like there's a fine line between love and hate because uh, they bicker so much but it's always like in a cutesy like yeah. flirty way so this is typical for them yeah, I was surprised because, and I guess it makes more sense now that you said that everybody likes Pacey because this episode, I was expecting it to be like, oh, Pacey's doing something really bad. Honestly, I was kind of on his side for most of this. <laughs> I so, probably should be. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's kind of messing with his job and like acting jealous for no reason. And there, and she was kind of bad at her job. Yeah, like, she was bad. <laughs> oh, she was super bad. And, she, and, and her she reasoning says, for like, being bad is to be like, well, I don't want to be the best secretary. It's like, <laughs> bitch, you took on this job for two weeks. Do it the best you can. I know. Yeah. That's, I'm like, is she trying to get fired? Because is she trying to prove some point to Rich and get fired or something? Because it seemed like the way she was talking, like there was a bigger plan, but there wasn't. She's just like, I want to be a secretary, but be bad at it. So that, sorry, I'm sorry. So that people don't think I'm too good at this and lock me into this. Yeah. That's like. You're locking yourself into it. Just quit after two weeks. Like she's being like sexist against people who are secretaries. Like what are you doing? And especially if she like cares about Pacey, she Mm -hmm. should want to like help him and do well, which I feel like Katie Holmes was actually like a really great actress in this where she was like making me laugh when she would like <laughs> we'll get to it later, but like call yeah. him on the intercom and oh, like, yeah. stuff like that. That part um, was funny. But that's the yeah. that's the thing. I always think that um whenever Joshua Jackson and Katie Holmes are in scenes together, I'm again, I don't I, I don't mind Katie Holmes. There are certain times where I do like her acting, but there are other times where it's not so great. And I do mm-hmm. think like she, he does elevate her in a way that almost no other character or actor on the show does. Yes. So yeah, that's, yeah. I do agree. Like their, their back and forth. This episode was pretty, was pretty funny. Yeah. I agree. Um, <laughs> but let's go to California. Uh, we're, we'll, let's talk through Dawson's storyline altogether so that we don't have to talk through that much of it. Cause it's pretty straight to the point and dumb where <sighs> he wa- he's pitching an idea to, to Heather. Cause Mary, he basically previously, um, his boss Todd, who you'll see him talk to in this episode, the one with the British accent. Oh, that's he, okay. That's a previous boss. That's a previous mm-hmm. boss. He was had like, no clue who that guy was. <laughs> yeah, he was basically like a, a PA, like his assistant on a film set. Okay. And then Todd quit, like when they needed to do reshoots for the movie they were working on, and. For no apparent reason in the entire fucking world, instead of hiring a new director to do those reshoots, they're like, let's just get this kid and let him do it. So that's why that's what Dawson is kind of referring to. That's why he even has this opportunity, because Mm. he kind of proved himself as a capable director in that last movie. And so here he's talking to Heather and basically being like, I have an idea for a story. And Lee, it's basically like. I'm going to do my life story as a film. Yeah, it's very clear. It's like coming of age story, guy and a girl, you know, they grew up together. He's thinking of it all with like these nostalgia glasses of like, you know, this is going to be the most amazing thing ever. And honestly, I mean, I like the show. So it's well, the funny thing is, is, 
he already kind of did this film when he was a lot younger. Like, remember Creek mm-hmm. Days? Yes. When yep, he yeah, did yeah. Creek Days, it's like, bro, you kind of did this. <laughs> I understand now wanting to do it with, like, studio money. That makes sense, right? But the problem is the studio they work for, like, the guy that he has to pitch this to, she's like, well, it needs a minimum of three nude scenes. Like, he, that's all he wants. And the I, – I really absolutely could not – with the meeting they had with this man where he's like, but is she topless? Cause we need to see boobies. Like that's (laughs) this guy. Hey Sarah, I know you've been really into reading lately and you've gotten me into it as well. Yeah. Well, you know what? Book of the month made it really easy because book of the month offers just a few new selections every month, saving readers the hassle of figuring out what to read. One of the biggest deterrents for me is that like when I go to the library, there's like thousands and thousands of books. And I'm like, I I, I get I don't even know what to pick. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. They focus on new and emerging authors, which means these are books that we probably wouldn't have found out about otherwise, which is super nice. Yeah. And we also, um, I love having a really aesthetic bookshelf and the, the books that we got, it was like beautiful, high quality hardcover books plus free shipping, which came really quickly. Love free shipping. Uh, you and I both chose the return of Ellie black by Amiko Jean, which is a thriller about a missing girl. And I honestly, I really, I really couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about a 48 hour time period. It had twists it had turns kept me guessing the entire way through up until the very last page. So tell me what you liked about the book then. (laughs) Uh, it was, it was really good. And I'm excited to dive into the other book that I have. Um, But the great thing is, Sarah, is that listeners can sign up for Book of the Month to discover new emerging authors by going to bookofthemonth.com and using code PEDALS for just $5. Wow, what a deal. Check out Book of the Month Club for all of your reading needs. Yeah, seriously. Every month you could get a new group of books that you just, you know, fall in love with. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS for just $5 and enjoy reading. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm confused. Yeah. Are they working for an adult film studio? Because nope. it, this is nope. <laughs> this is like pre-Game of Thrones. I mean, I know HBO has been around, but like you don't make a movie with nude scenes unless it's like 
an X rate like a, it's R rated. I think is probably R rated movies have nude scenes. I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh sorry. <laughs> I guess I just haven't seen. How I many like R rated all... movies are you? Watching? I feel like all the R rated movies that I've seen are like. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe I'm thinking like, like wedding a, like crashers, a flash a butt or something like that. But it's not yeah, like it's crazy. It's not. Yeah, it's like it's not like a nude sex scene. It's like there's either implied nudity, but you don't see it, yeah. or there's nudity, but it's brief. Most of the horrendous movies I've seen are like because of violence or language or other things, right. not not nudity. I guess I'm just, I, yeah. It's, I feel like it's more like comedies where it's like, oh, there's, oops, one one nude, you know, like The Hangover or something. Yeah, like this that. is like, very much like this guy wants to make movies like American Pie, like your teen, gr- like that raunchy comedy. I've never seen American Pie. <laughs> the girl yeah. said the his pitch was American Pie right. meets Stand by Me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get that with, part because of the like uh, the like yeah. the lesson and the like, yes, uh, they're really angling movies. for your like uh 20 or young 20 somethings uh like raunchy comedy it's kind of what like it seems like this guy is or raunchy horror because like the last movie they did was a horror movie um and so that's kind of what they're they're aiming at obviously that is really not what Dawson wants to make and so he's kind of left with this conundrum of do I concede and make the movie they want me to make it's not my vision but it'll be job experience. It can go on my resume. It's a big movie, you know, and that's why he visits Todd to get Todd's advice because Todd was his former boss. Lee, I want to know your thoughts on Todd because he is such an interesting character that I feel like they completely changed from moment to moment. Yeah, so at the beginning, like when we first met Todd, I wasn't really a fan. I just, you know, I thought he'd be another one of those characters that they add in and then he'd like eventually go away. Um, and the scene from this episode, I actually really liked it. Like I felt kind of like a mentorship, um, yeah, heartwarming scene type of vibe, um, which I was happy about. And I, it just feels like those two characters together have grown so much. Um, and Todd as a character, even though he's being kind of like, you know, Todd with the extra, um, I always, still, always, yeah, he's always a little bit too much, but I do feel like with Dawson, at least he like cares about him and you could see that in the scene between the two of them, which did make me happy. Um, yeah, I do think I've come around on Todd as much as he grosses me out. And again, like the misogyny is so strong in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not just here, every, pretty much everywhere in every single storyline, there is misogyny. Yeah. But I do like when Todd says basically like, listen, if you like, this is your foot in the door if you want to take it. If you really don't want to, you can make your movie. Just find money elsewhere. And he, I know he says it with kind of like this nonchalance of like, if you you want if you could if you want to do it, you could do it. But he is absolutely right in that like, if that's if you want to make this movie, you could find a way to make it happen. It doesn't have to be this studio or nothing. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll have other options. So and I feel I'm, like. I feel like that, like, coming from Todd, that kind of gave him the push that he needed to, like, believe in himself to do that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious, the both of you are like, Mary, your thoughts on, did Dawson make the correct decision in turning down this, like, raunchy uh what, what trying to think of the, the name of the thing again oh sunset oh. strips or sunset, sunset strippers strip. or something and then when it came back to that scene there was something that he was like we're gonna need like so much more fire in that strip club like that's where how it like came yeah. back to the, i was like what has this movie become that like <laughs> 
Well, yeah, so, because Dawson has to say, because he can see the guy losing interest. And so he's like, oh, mm. and he falls in love with, and then he goes, a stripper. Yeah. And then the guy's <laughs> eyes light up like, oh, yay. <laughs> so, yeah, this guy was astronomical. Uh, hated him. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there was like a scene where they they were blowing up like a cushion <laughs> for him to sit on. And oh, he made has, him look comfortable. <laughs> yeah, so he has some butt problems. <laughs> His I don't want to little... know why. Um, so I feel like he obviously like made the correct moral decision, especially course, if you yeah. want if he wants to tell this story. Like this isn't the avenue for it because it's not even the story he wants to tell. My question is, like, what's Dawson's circumstance? Is he? broke like does he can does he just need to like just if you it sounds like this guy will let him direct a movie like he if he just wants to like direct a movie then he can do that it's just not the movie he wants to make so yeah obviously save your movie for another time but like does he already work for this guy like is he hired by him or is he like coming to this studio to pitch a movie i think it's kind of um more of the latter in that because he he earned goodwill by finishing okay. that last movie and they liked him enough to want to work with him again and so they're like hey pitch me on pitch me on something that you want to do what's your next project type of thing also we skipped over it but like the fact that the boss guy Larry is like co- praising him for hooking up with the oh Natasha yeah the, like the star like not just the fact that he was like, hey, attaboy, but the fact that he was saying that in this room with all these other people. I had a hard time understanding whether or not the other people in the room were, like, just humoring him or if they're like, yeah, yeah, that's what we approve of. I feel like they're just humoring him to keep a job. Yeah. Yeah, but, he's the know. he's the boss, right? He's yeah. the head honcho. You can't really so say anything against him. Yeah, it's, it's certainly disgusting. And I will say that that was actually, like, that is not the first time that we've heard that as a thing where it's like, oh, my God, Dawson, you were a PA and you hooked up with, like, the hottest actor on set good for you buddy how do you manage that <laughs> like <laughs> what, what is and leary like they really again uh, james bander because a handsome guy if sarah were here she would yell at me she finds him like so attractive compared to oh, people who love pacey mm, man he is just not my type. <laughs> i will say i feel like he had a glow up from he like, did. what i remember of him when i watched in like high school and then when i was watching again i was like oh you know like he is <laughs> He's not unattractive. He's not yes. unattractive. Yeah. He's the not problem unattractive. is he it's... doesn't have game, really. Mm-hmm, and so yeah. that's where you kind of question. Because the thing is, is we never really saw him pursue Natasha. When we were introduced to Natasha, they were kind of already a thing. So we didn't hmm. really see that part. Okay. We saw him kind of pursue her a little bit after. Um, but, y'all have, I, yeah. Y'all have uh, covered Cruel Intentions, right? yeah i think so i think i was just scrolling (laughs) through all of your movies i'm pretty sure that one was on there um so it's kind of like the thing where i can't watch like buffy or anything with sarah michelle geller in it because i saw cruel intentions first and so i can only picture her as that because i've only have the reference of dawson from this meme i'm just like i can't take him seriously (laughs) yeah when's he gonna cry yeah, yeah i can't look at him as anything other than like the like screwed up to be fair that man. kind of who he is anyway like, <laughs> he, he's very it's not far off <laughs> yeah we always joke like he's he's very much a pisces he's a water sign he's a little weepy he's a little whiny like that's just kind of who dawson is so that you he pretty much have to be in other things uh james vanderbeek yeah 
I mean, he's in he's in Varsity Blues. He so this is the reason he wanted time off of the show is so he could try to pursue more movies. So he yeah. did a bunch of movies. Um, and then uh, the other show that I know that he was in was Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three. I don't oh. know if you ever saw that. Um, that only had was it one or two seasons? Yeah, uh, it was a sitcom. But he played himself. He played James Vanderbeek, but like mm-hmm. a very exaggerated, over the top, like oh, I'm an actor, like type <laughs> of you know guy. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. Lee, do you like Dawson? Like, who are you more of a Pacey fan? Is oh, that, I'm is definitely that more of a Pacey fan. So, do people like pick a side? But yeah, so I'm more of a Pacey fan. People do take sides, but I think that in this second rewatch, I've grown to have an appreciation for okay. Dawson. Like, Dawson definitely has gone up in my books. Dawson had a rough few seasons, mm-hmm. and then basically since season four. I'd say he's actually fairly likable. Like in the beginning, he's I I think he kind of suffers where like usually the main character of a show, like I mean the show's literally named after him, like mm-hmm. usually they're not my favorite. And I would say Dawson definitely falls in that bucket. He had a bit of a glow up in season 4 where he became a little bit more bearable, um and less like whiny, jealous, like annoying, you know, childish. Yeah. And he he had more of a glow up then. So I'd say now he's doing just fine. Like this storyline didn't bother me it mostly bothered me because of who dawson's dealing with rather than what dawson is doing right yes if you don't like him right now you're probably not gonna like him i don't like him i was just kind of confused because i i guess i know it's the end of the season or the end of the show but like Mm -hmm. i assumed that he would be the main character and it was felt weird that he seemed to be off in a plot by himself. I mean, they were kind of all in their own, like, couples plots. That's, for, that's he was, another like, thing. He was, like, in a different place, too. This season has felt very disjointed in that the problem right now is they all do have kind of their separate storylines. And it's rare to see them all together. And I personally feel like a great ensemble show is when you have all your characters in one room. And it's, like, a really fun time. It's, it's not only that they're very disjointed, but you will not see characters for many, many, many episodes. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. main characters on the show. So, yeah. like, Jack, for example, is, like, missing. He's not in this episode, obviously. Like, he's he's gone ne- where whoever knows where. Jen rarely shows up. And when she does, she gets really shitty storylines. So, yeah. I remember sucks. a stretch when they went to, like, the beach and stuff where Jen was just, like sick for like I however many episodes oh that was the worst yeah they yeah. make Jen sick all the time it's awful <laughs> um Jeez, hard life being Jen <laughs> it really is especially with these haircuts they give her I don't know yeah, if it's her she's always in pajamas <laughs> yeah. so uh was Chad Michael Murray in this show because I saw his yep. name like I when I was googling that, the cast. Yeah. when was that was that earlier that was season f- uh, five because they were season, yeah because yeah, they okay. were in college yeah so he was yeah to, he was in the show when, when did this show come out like when was this compared to so when he was in other things it was before one tree hill right yeah and, because they wanted him to play nathan on one tree hill because of shows like this and gilmore girls and Peyton um, was in an episode yeah this one like and they like were at the beach together but this was before one tree hill yeah okay. <laughs> it's, it's hard to explain but so like one they Tree had Hill was, interaction yeah one tree hill was like the first nice guy role that like chad michael mm-hmm. murray had before then huh. he always played nahole like, oh yeah because in gilmore girls he was like a bad boy his character and this similar. was kind of like his character in gilmore girls okay very similar to tristan yeah. but i definitely similar. can feel the like dawson equals lucas pacey not really nathan nathan's i mean nathan was like a bad guy 
I don't really know if Pacey was ever a bad They're guy. More, no, Pacey was never a bad guy like Nathan okay. was. But no. it's a similar love triangle of like Lucas, Peyton, and Brooke. And then Peyton and Brooke were best yeah. friends. And so Joey, Dawson, and Pacey, Pacey, and Dawson yeah. were best friends. So yep. kind of similar. Huh. Yeah, it's a mess. It's it's one of those teen shows where everyone eventually ends up with everyone. At yeah, some point, yeah, know? and like Haley and like Lucas yes. are like best friends. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Man, I need to rewatch One Tree Hill. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go over talking about Jen. We go back over to Jen, who's working at as you notice the help center that her and CJ both work at, and she decides that like in order to help someone, she's gonna divulge all of her personal crap that's going on, which yeah. was a choice. Um, which I don't honestly, I can't really blame. CJ for getting mad at this because I feel like that is a bit of a stretch especially like bitch right in front of my salad like you're doing this like right now so does she work there too then I guess yes. okay she's volunteer okay uh first off where can I get a job like this because I would love to just like talk to people and, <laughs> and stuff all day like, Mary. Mary. yeah like oh I get a big head by you thinking that I could give you advice yeah love that um no I definitely was on his side also for this bit. Now, the way he handles it, not great. Yeah. But like initially when she's just like right across from her boyfriend being like, yeah, my boyfriend sucks too. Here's all <laughs> the bad things about him. And I'm like, I even thought, I'm like, is this a staged call? Like, did she, is she just saying this to like make yeah. him mad, but there's no one on the other line? And the fact that there is someone on the other line is even worse. Yeah, because you're not even asking like, oh, how are you? What's going on with you? I feel like you're probably trained to not bring up your own personal shit yeah. like, on calls like this. Imagine yeah. if you were like, man, I really need some advice. Here's my situation. They're like, oh, well, let me tell you about myself. It's like, I'm sorry. That's not like, you sorry, can, we're talking about me. Yeah, yeah. Like you can, you, I'm paying for this or maybe, I don't know. Uh, Like you can use your own experiences to give advice, but don't yeah. just like turn it around like, telling me yeah. all about you without actually helping me i mean maybe it helped her but. especially because i also think i don't know lee you tell me if it, it feels like it undermines her authority a little bit to be like oh bitch i'm having the same problems as you it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 and i felt like it was just like he was passive aggressive in the morning and then this was like another yes. level of the passive aggressiveness back and so all in all it just wasn't great look for anybody but yeah Yep. How long have they been dating? Because when they Not go outside, long. she's like, what does CJ stand for? So what I've learned, Pacey doesn't know what his job title is. Mm-hmm. And uh, she doesn't know what her boyfriend's name stands yeah, for. Yeah, none of us know. I don't think they've never said it on the show. And they haven't been dating very long. Like, they've only... They're, okay, the thing is, they only got together, like... They got together probably like five or so episodes ago. However, we haven't really seen much of them since then. So it's kind of... Still pretty fresh, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's well, that fast- box of condoms is still completely unused. <laughs> Very fresh. <laughs> yeah, twelve <laughs> condoms unused, CJ. Um, but let's bounce over to Numbers Incorporated, where Joey has started working, and moths to a flame. Uh, just like everyone surrounding her, see, like, oh, nice job, Witter. Got that hot piece working for you. Completely disgusting. Joey is being mobbed. Pacey is very uncomfortable with it. In my opinion, though, Lee, he probably should be more uncomfortable that his coworkers are such like drooling dogs. I know. Rather than because it's like, oh my God, she's getting so much attention from all these men. It's like, oh, come on. Come on. Literally, Pacey. right when he walks in, somebody's like, nicely done. And it's just like, why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, they're all crowded around her desk. And she had a cute little look going on with a little like work bun and the I liked it. and stuff. 
but the guys were being gross and not a fan of that whole office. So I could see why like she later in the episode is frustrated with like the whole environment there. Yeah. Again, I'm just confused though. She could tell when she was hired that this was the environment. Why yeah, did she accept this job? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I really couldn't tell because at first I thought it was going to be like, especially in this scene, because she's kind of talking to them and, and they're like, oh, do you need our, our help? And she's like, I don't know. Did any of you go to college? Like, I don't know that I do need your help. <laughs> I thought she was going to be like sassy woman in the office who shows all the guys that she can like handle herself and do But then, but then she kind of like, not exactly acted helpless. Like she did a really bad job for the rest of the episode and also did yeah, things where he was like, true, yeah. hey, as my secretary, can you get me some coffee? I understand that that's like, maybe or maybe not in her job description but if it is in her job description you can't just say no (laughs) the thing is they joked about it literally before they hired her about like the fact that she was gonna have to make him coffee and so it really doesn't make any sense um and then yeah then on top of that uh she gets him i don't know what the hell these things are called but she gets him one of those things that goes on your desk and it's little metallic balls and because of uh, momentum it just keeps smacking around. Now, Lee, I don't know about you. This would drive me fucking insane if I had it on my desk. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to deal with that. I'm very, like, get distracted easily. And so if it was just, like, mm-hmm. clicking, clicking, clicking all day, it was a good thought by her, but maybe not the best idea for somebody who's, like, working with numbers and probably needs to focus. Yeah. I've always wanted one of those, but I agree. It's the kind of thing I would like want to do it once and then be like, okay, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm yep. done. <laughs> yep. And this is when Pacey gets on Joey's case about not making him coffee. And she, she claps back with the like, well, you were a chef, right? It's like, do you think it takes like a, sh- yeah. a chef to make a cup of coffee? And I think it was okay. a, it's a little bit confusing because I'm not sure exactly like what is in each job description, yeah. but like secretary versus like assistant like assistant you know you see in all these movies the assistant like goes and gets the coffee or whatever yeah it does the dry cleaning yeah so i'm not sure like maybe it wasn't in her job description but also like i don't know it doesn't seem like it seems like something that she can do it seems like anything that he wanted her to do she would get like annoyed that he was asking her yeah to do what, it, what did she so. think she was supposed to be doing exactly especially when it's not like she's exactly trained on everything that she's supposed to be doing i don't know again like is it a little old-timey sure i don't know i don't work in like a high-level corporate office i don't know if this is still a thing that happens where assistants get you know their boss's coffee it feels a little bit like gross to me to still Mm. expect that of course this is like early aughts so it's a little bit of a different time period now he he would probably just have a keurig in his that's exactly (laughs) exactly so he can have coffee any freaking time he wants um yeah i think what was weird it was it just felt like obviously it's her first day she hasn't been trained or anything but like she gets some sort of paper at some point that has numbers on it i don't know some kind of numbers yes numbers incorporated (laughs) numbers and he's like, why didn't you give this to me earlier? And she says, like, she didn't want to overwhelm him or bother him with it. And I couldn't tell him, like, wait, was that a good thing? Or is he like, oh, my gosh, no, I needed this now. Like, I, I didn't understand even I what think she he was needed supposed it. to. Okay. He needed I couldn't it, yeah. tell what she was supposed to be doing. I don't know how she would or wouldn't have known. But she also, like, she was using the excuse of I didn't want to ever get good at this kind of thing as, like, that's why I'm bad at it. She should have just been like, yeah. well, I'm bad at it. Like, this is my first day. What'd you expect? Like, you haven't trained me. No one's trained me. Yeah. 
Yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, but this is when Pacey talks to Ronaldo, and we find out that there's a reporter gonna come in to talk to him, and she's from some kind of financial section of like the paper. And like he's like, eh, who cares? But she's very interested in you, Pacey. Um, so I don't know, Lee, like when you were watching this, did you immediately realize, oh, it's going to be that woman from the party from like gosh what five six episodes ago i think i kind of did um i got really excited when i we actually did see her because you yeah know, we call her hbuc head bitch undercover that's <laughs> right head bitch undercover so mary the story with her is that pacey went to like a work event like a work party and she was there and she was asking a lot of questions. She like wouldn't tell Pacey her name. And she was kind of warning him, like be a little leery of working for this company. And like th- in the same episode, he gets promoted, but it's a little bit suspicious the way they do it. She's like, and if it sounds too good to be true, like it probably is. So we thought she worked for like the FBI or something. Yes. And she was like going to oh. take down numbers incorporated. Yeah. So like they thought that she was like a secret spy that like came to the party to get all the info which she still might be i don't know she's still she's doing she's an still interview you know yeah we don't know so yeah because it it also seemed like in the interview there was a lot of questions of like how did he get this job mm-hmm. like what's going on yeah. so yeah, exactly. i mean i don't i don't know what the uh situation is i'll probably read the wikipedia page afterwards to figure <laughs> out what happens with all yeah this. so uh so yeah so back to the help center we like CJ is a dick. Like he is being so yeah. passive aggressive where he gets a coffee and she's like, Oh, didn't you get me one? And he's like, Oh, I didn't know you wanted one. Everybody's got to get each other coffee in this episode too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs caffeine. Uh, but I, Jen's, Jen's, um, I don't, Jen is <laughs> her little put down of like, geez, I didn't know the C stood for crabby. <laughs> <laughs> got him oh my gosh but yeah so the thing okay so while i was originally i was with cj that like jen should not be bringing this up to people at the help center like when she's taking a call the minute he flips the switch and it's just like well you know what like you're past you fucked everyone and so why is it now that you used to fuck a bunch of scumbags but now someone who's like me who's just the nicest like he's the quote-unquote nice guy you know he has like that nice he's guy thing who treats you fairly well I was like that's your bar <laughs> yeah, that's like- the bar yeah he's like oh and now me you have no sex drive with me the most lovely wonderful human being ever and i was like and i i you know what credit to Jen Lee for saying that's the nicest way everyone anyone has ever called me a slut before. <laughs> I know I was so like team Jen on in this moment um, because yeah it was just completely ridiculous the way that he twisted it and yeah. maybe she is not like in the mood and stuff like maybe he should you know figure out what like maybe he should take her on dates and do stuff to like yes. you know, I don't know get her excited but mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. So was there like a really big, deep, dark backstory or something that she had like yeah. opened up to him? Like, hey, these are like, I've been abused in the past or something. Or was that like, yeah, so it's well known. And I think she's had a conversation with CJ about this where like when she was very, very young, like we're talking 13, 14 type of age, she would she would party in New York City. And there were times where she would get super, super drunk and men would take advantage of her basically. And the kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back with her parents was they caught her 
having sex with like an older guy on their bed. And so they shipped her off to live with her grandmother. So these are like the bad girl. We call it her dark meth past. This yeah. is Jen's myth past. And that's is like, like why when she arrived at Cape Side, everybody was like, oh, you know, like all taught, like saying things about her and stuff like that. So him saying this stuff is probably very like, you know, triggering for her. Gotcha. That this guy that's supposed to care about her is basically taking all this stuff from her past and twisting it using it against her and this this was something that kind of sort of happened with dawson not to this extent but like he was a bit surprised to find out how much sexual experience she had when they got together because he was a virgin and like eventually he did kind of realize like wow i was kind of an asshole and like how i treated you but this is something jen routinely has to deal with she is one of the most slut shamed characters i've ever met and it's really sad because basically ever, and not to, not that it should matter either way, but ever since she came to Cape Side, she really isn't like hoeing it up out there, you know? Like she really is looking for a monogamy for the most part. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. I tried to share it in the chat, but it didn't work. I just pulled a picture of myself when I was, I don't know, circa 15. <laughs> and no, it's just, I was just like, the point is like, no, nobody's partying with this girl. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, she's from New York City, Mary. Like, don't you know all the bad bitches be from New York City? Uh, if I was from New York City, I would still have no eyebrows and massive forehead. So that's not, that's not helping. She's just like that blonde bitch, you know? Like, she's just like living it up. Uh, Jen is also one of the characters who uh, I think probably now that I think about it has had the most wildly different hairstyles from season to season. It it's didn't look that bad incredible. in the like the like I don't want to wait. Part, of course like, it didn't. It looked bad. up then, but they gave yeah. her some <laughs> nasty, nasty haircut. This season's rough. <laughs> it's really bad. Oh, it kind of reminds me of Veronica's like thing oh. in Riverdale, like the wig that she's got going yeah, on. It's bad. It's oh, bad. terrible. Oh, uh, so back at Numbers Incorporated. This is when Pacey is trying to talk to this guy, Walter, um, and he wants the numbers or whatever, this paper right. information mm, that Joey yeah, didn't yeah. give him. And she also <laughs> she also was trying to put Walter on hold, but hung up on him, which, listen, honest mistake, we've all done it. You know, yeah, we're, we're trying to learn phone systems. It happens. It's fine. Phones are complicated. <laughs> yeah. And, but the thing, the audacity of Joey to say, well, you know what? I made it a point to not learn secretarial skills. So, yeah the fuck are you doing here then joey <laughs> i know yeah why uh, still why did she agree to the job i guess just for the money but like well, she didn't actually want to be good at it <laughs> and why did pacey think she could do the job like does it, does it she's very no intelligent so she so also some background she goes to quote-unquote worthington which is not a real college but it is made <laughs> out to be basically an ivy league So she's a very intelligent person. She got like straight A's in high school. She got Mm. like, I'm so uh, she's a pick me girl as well because she doesn't want to be like all the other secretary girls. Exactly. And she's just like, well, if I'm too good at it, no one will ever let me do what I want to do. It's like, who the fuck's stopping you? Who is like, what do you want to do? Good question. (laughs) (laughs) I don't fucking know. I feel like, though, at least from what I gather, that. Like when Ronaldo suggested that she have the job, Pacey wasn't like totally about it. He was like, oh, I don't know. 
And it's awkward, right? Because he's having to ask her to do things for him. It's obvious, like, she's his subordinate, which makes it a little awkward. And they're still in this, like, what even are we stage. So, but then I feel like she just progressively (laughs) makes it worse of, like, bad idea. I shouldn't have hired you. (laughs) Bad idea. She did it for the money, you know? She did it for the money and also because they don't ever have time together. So this was their, quote, unquote, time together, which seems also terrible. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I, (laughs) I don't, it, it can be it can be great to work with your significant other, but I also think it can be really, really bad. Like it could go really poorly. And if you're even unclear as to what you even are, shoving that relationship into a workplace feels like a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, did she think it was going to be like, ooh, sexy meetups in the coffee the <laughs> coffee room or something? That's not Joey. Joey is kind of a never nude um so (laughs) she's really i mean the fact that she even made out with him like on his on his sofa is a bit surprising because she really is a like a little bit of a never okay so that was like a big moment that wasn't like oh look at them back at it again like they always are it was a big moment yeah they're they love to make out lee i feel like it like was big because it broke the sexual tension of right of like the the entire episode yeah okay Yeah. yeah it felt like i felt like i missed a lot in between the beginning of the episode and the end because yeah. I was like wait yeah. now they're just that- like completely comfortable being <laughs> it's because they're just they, they can't the chemistry you know it's it's overwhelming the chemistry but he couldn't kiss her he like awkwardly kissed the side of her face and then her hand well in the I feel like scene. she turned I away that. I don't know I, I didn't yeah, completely it, analyze it he was but. trying to read her signals because again Lego hands you know I like, had to rewatch he- it like three times because I could not tell if that was the same guy as the guy with the ghost <laughs> from yeah it's confused. him but this is when we meet uh um, I think her name is like Sadia or something. This this a journalist, mm-hmm. um, this reporter who is here to interview Pacey, and he's just like, oh oh hi, like he's surprised to see her. Um, and Joey comes in and has the audacity to be like, do you have an appointment, Miss? <laughs> She's like, yeah, actually, I do. I laughed out loud at that. <laughs> Read uh, the room. <laughs> yeah, and it gets it gets continuously more awkward because Pacey's like, oh hey can you go get me like coffee? And so like, it's, it's very funny because she leaves to go get coffee, but she just like, she can't, she can't just let them live, you know, like she can't just let them have a conversation. She's constantly interrupting them. I love Lee, her saying like, Oh, excuse me, Pacey. I know you're in a super important meeting, but Jack's on one. He's like, (laughs) Oh, hold my calls. And she's like, even from your roomie, even from your roomie. (laughs) So Jack okay, is my bad. <laughs> yeah, Jack is um PC's roommate. He's been in the show since season two. Um, we haven't seen him in a while. He's very well, he's played by Chris Smith, and he's very, very well known for playing. I think he's I think he had, I might be wrong about this. I know he said it on the podcast when it happened. He had one of the first um gay kisses on like a TV drama, like a okay. teen TV drama. On this so, show or a different show? On the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was a big, big, big deal at the time because there weren't a lot of gay characters on television. Um, So he is also Pacey's roommate. That's who Jack is. So, okay. The interview woman. (laughs) Yeah. She was in the previously on. Is that the only time that they had, like, seen each other? Yes. And did anything happen then? No, she was just head bitch undercover, basically. Yeah. And she was like, oh, something about your reputation. What's his reputation? 
Is that he's moving up in the company, like, really oh, fast. Yeah. See, from the previously on, I thought it was, like, oh, your reputation, yeah. like, being a lady. Oh, you got a bed. There <laughs> might have been, yeah. like, a little flirtation, but, like, I don't think it was anything, like, actually. And I yeah. feel like Joey was, like, really blowing things out of proportion. Also, I feel like Joey, she was kind of funny when she was being all, like, secretary-like, because she was kind of, like... I feel like I would be of like kind of nosy. Like she, she was like putting her ear to the door of like, what's yeah. going on? You know, and then I'd be like, so like, what was that about? You know, I just that was yeah. cracking me up too. Yeah, like so when, yeah, when he's like, Were you listening in? He's like, I'm standing right here. Like I can't. Of course I was. Yeah. 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 So that's the only time we've seen them. There was a bit of a flirtation with those two characters, but again, like they were uh both single at the time that, that mm. was that was happening. Um, and so yeah, Joey is feeling very insecure about this entire thing. Um, there's like she does something else, she makes like this really awful like beeping noise on his phone that he gets like frustrated with. She brings in the coffee and then she decides, like, oh, um, instead of being again, I feel like this is one of those times where you want to be like almost invisible, like you kind of want to go unnoticed in the room. And instead, she's just like, Pacey takes so much sugar in his coffee, he even puts it in his fruity pebbles. <laughs> I'm like, are you don't make the man look like he's five. <laughs> But like, is that is that like a true thing? And she was just outing it, or is never this like, seen him just... eat fruity pebbles. Okay, okay. yeah, I, she was literally like trying to make him look bad. I guess because she was jealous. But it was... <laughs> yeah, it's like, girl, if and you he like this he, guy, it wasn't like he was like flirting with her reporter or anything. No, like... <laughs> I I didn't even tell. The whole thing started where it's like the woman walks in the room and is like, oh, I want to interview you, and then you see Joey be like, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, wait, did, can she really read into the like? I feel like she knows something that we don't like. What are we? What is she seeing? No. They're just it's just like oh my god how dare there be another woman in here yeah, it's like it didn't mm. seem like there was like a ton of tension especially on Pacey's side Pacey seemed like oh okay. and Ronaldo was like in there with them yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very strange and she takes this opportunity to also she's like oh do you want do you want creamer and she's like oh if you have like a splash of cream non-fat and Joey's like of course and I don't know if you all felt this way, but from the angle, it looked like she wasn't even trying. Like she was directly she pouring it onto her pant leg. She literally smiled as she yeah, did. Like, <laughs> and she held it so yeah. high. At first I thought she was like gonna do a joke where it's like a splash and like splash it in. But she, yeah. she just dumped it on her pants. <laughs> it was the most ridiculous thing. So they all decide, okay, we're gonna go in Ronaldo's office instead. And I couldn't believe that Joey had the audacity to be like, it was an accident, <laughs> girl. No way. Casey was like, I have trouble believing that. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you can lie to Ronaldo or the interview woman, but you cannot lie to Pacey on this moment. Plus, we yeah. all saw it. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. And again, like, it is weird because later they have this conversation and Pacey's like, what was that? And Joey's like, how do you know this woman? And it's like, bitch, you're, first of all, you're not even together. So calm down. And second of all, they were literally, you know, she was a reporter. So like, why is it so suspicious? It's not like she's like, oh, you're super um, personal friend, Pacey. He's coming. She's coming in. Like, it's, yeah. come on, give me a break. It wasn't some random person or like that boat girl who was just stopping by to say hello or something like that. It was literally for an interview so that that's a, like, the thing i thought was so weird is like if you want to do a jealousy plot line do one why'd you do one in a scenario where it didn't seem like there was actually any reason to be jealous like exactly. I mean, maybe yeah. i just don't know and like in future episodes there's going to be more with this girl but like at this point it feels like it was kind of innocuous 
it doesn't make any sense. Um, and then on top of that, when Pacey confronts Joey about this, she's just like, well, you guys are a bunch of cavemen, so I don't think you should be judging me. And it's like, um, okay. And then she tries to turn it around him again when she's like, oh, is that all an assistant is? Someone who pours your coffee? And he's just like, but this is for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all this is. And I felt like in that conversation, she was getting mad at him for so many things that like he wasn't even doing right she was getting mad at him for how the guys were or how Ronaldo was and it's like okay well he can't really control that I guess he can control where he works and like where he chooses to right you know invest his time in but like he really didn't do anything wrong this episode and no he didn't and the thing that really like was insane to me is she's just like she's getting jealous of all of the other assistants basically because she's like they're all maxim girls and he's like i literally come here to do my job like (laughs) i'm not here to be staring at these other women and she i I don't know she seems to like get really offended by this entire thing and uh and joey like again it, it feels like she just wants to be mad yeah because she's just like oh that's how you treat your assistants like it doesn't what I love when she said, have you ever noticed the other assistants here? And he's like, I feel like there's no way to answer that question. Like, I'm not falling for that trap. (laughs) Uh, And we also find out, which, uh, Lee, again, this didn't make much sense to me, knowing what we know about PC. Apparently, the other people in the office call him witless. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't make a ton of sense. Because, like, I mean, maybe if they know about a potential scheme where they're, like, setting him up as the fall guy... Maybe he's witless because he's going along with it, you know? Okay, but, there, that's a possibility, I guess. Because yeah. we've mean, got obviously... intrigue at Numbers Incorporated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he coming back. She's going to figure it out. Uh, yeah, otherwise it doesn't make much sense. Obviously, it's a playoff of PC Witter. Like, that's his last name. But beyond that, like, it doesn't seem to track because he's always been very witty. He's actually yeah. the opposite of, of witless. And it seems like he's doing it in his job. He's, like, you know, moving up. But I don't know. Maybe it's something more that we'll learn about yeah how and, witty uh, is he was he speaking in riddles too when he was younger oh yeah yeah not not to the same annoyance level that dawson and, and joey were but certainly yeah um and then like so yeah so then they have this whole conversation about being jealous because again like they both were at various points joey obviously to a much greater degree it seems like um and so he has he's <laughs> he decides that okay to make her feel better i'm a dictate a letter to joey and she's responsible for writing it again feels like a bad idea (laughs) there's so much passive aggressive it's not even it's like aggressive aggressiveness like this is the same thing as jen on the phone but see with these two like i don't know this is kind of like i feel like how they like it's more bigger flirt yeah. yeah This is their foreplay. Yeah, like, basically. Because <laughs> well, they, maybe CJ needs to do some of this. Yeah. He's got no foreplay. That's his problem. Yeah, he's just like, let's do it, bitch. Again, ooh, my sad little box of condoms, though. He could have he instead been like, man, girl, you look really cute. Come yeah, on. she let literally me, let me look like at your cute pajamas. You. Nothing. Nothing. She was like, I don't want to see you mope right now. Like, yeah. 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 And so it's like, it takes 0.5 seconds for them to get like immediately chemistry like immediately like want to jump each other's bones and so they start kissing and they like lay down on the couch which again for Mm. like they're very they're like make out king and queen they love to make out 
But like for Joey to want to do this in an office setting was pretty shocking considering, again, she is a pretty much a never nude. Like she really is very hesitant to ever do anything like this. Yeah, Yeah, very straight laced and stuff. Mm -hmm. So this was scandalous for Joey. It seemed pretty scandalous. (laughs) I mean, there's like glass windows. (laughs) Yeah. And then of course, Ronaldo walks in. He says, oh man, I usually wait at least a week before that. Yeah, because he's the worst. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nothing about Ronaldo made me like him at all. And you shouldn't. He's the worst. He's terrible. I hate him. Uh, And then we go to this super, super, super awkward scene where we have Graham's playing mediator between Jen and CJ. And they're doing the thing that I fucking can't stand. Oh, I hate this. Oh, children do this, right? Like, well, um, Graham's, can you tell CJ that um, I don't appreciate he thinks I'm a slut? And he's literally two feet away from her. It's the most annoying thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, like uh you know ron wants me to tell you that oh <laughs> dean was told by Pavarti you know, that hagrid's looking for you yeah it was a lot of that it was like uh, it, uh i mostly i was just very confused about why they were comfortable having this conversation i figure that was like part of the humor of the moment was, of course like, actually, yeah it's really chill um uh and then she's like you know it's it takes more than just like nice pecs and a six pack and he's like mm, that doesn't make me feel any better I've got yeah. <laughs> well and we like i this show loves to like rewrite its own history it's interesting because at the same time it can be very self-referential and have great continuity and then other episodes it like completely forgets that two characters were in love and so like here when Graham says, oh, Jennifer is a, a, Jennifer uh, is attempting for the very first time in her young life to have a full, well-rounded relationship with a boy. And I'm like, ma'am, do we not remember how wonderful Dawson was to her? We I know. just going to forget that? Okay. They were literally like living together in Graham's house. And so yeah. Graham's house is just open for any of the boyfriends? It yeah. really is. <laughs> People filter in and out. <laughs> Graham's used to be very, very straight-laced and like absolutely no sex and like all that. And then suddenly... Like, you know what it was, Lee? I wonder if it was Clifton Smalls. I think he so. He opened up her world. And I, she even made, like, a dick joke when she was like, what is she's like? Oh, trust me, Clifton Smalls' name is not apt. Or whatever she says. <laughs> like- <laughs> so Clifton Smalls brought the foreplay, probably. Then. I th- he got her into the dirty land, I think oh, so. I think oh, he opened yeah. up her world. And I think, know? I don't know, moving to Boston, you know, maybe now that she's in the city, she just <gasps> seems a lot, like, looser and, like, lighter, you know? Maybe oh the people gosh. she's associating with are no longer, like, grandmas who knit and go to church, and yeah. instead they're, like, cool grandmas who, like, hit town, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Pickleball <laughs> playing grandmas. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, so she says, like, well, CJ's problem is that, okay, and I really can't with this. He, like any young man of pure heart and good intentions, <laughs> give me a fucking break, uh, is worried that you will always be more attracted to the rakes of this world. Look at them using the word rakes before, like, uh, Bridgerton. Yeah. Um, nope, that does not, look, I have seen one episode of Jensen Ackles, but uh, he does not seem to be of pure heart and noble character or whatever. Lest we forget, Lee, the time that CJ knew that Audrey was drunk out of her mind yep. and was, like, basically groomed her in a way of being, like, 
hey, baby, let me help you through this rough patch. Like, I'm a therapist kind of thing. I can help you. Sleeps with her, which is also like a bit of a taking advantage type situation. And then gets pissed at her when she doesn't want to be with him. Yeah. And gets in a fist fight with Pacey about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like maybe we haven't seen enough of their relationship. But Jen's literally been, like, obsessed with him this whole time. And she knows about all these details as well. Yes. Yeah. And so... It's confusing that he would think that, like, oh, she's not interested in me because she has made it very clear. She's been and... obsessed with you forever. Yeah. Like... She popped the foot. Mary, have you ever seen Princess uh, yes. Diaries? Well, she popped, popped her foot when right. they first kissed. Great. Right. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. What kind of, like, ideology is it that... I'm, I'm not upset that we're not having sex because I just want to have sex. I'm upset... Because we're not having sex. Because maybe then you don't like me. No, that's not what it's about. That's no, not what's happening No, he wants here. to fuck. That's yeah. what he wants. <laughs> Bottom line. I mean, you yeah. said it. <laughs> Graham's, Graham's is just like, he's a young man of pure heart. Yeah. It's like, bitch, do you know him? Do you, like, do you Graham, actually know him? And then Graham's I love- just working with CJ. She's yeah. Like, she's trying. To help you out. She's like, I don't want Jen to be single again. So please make well, this is work. She, is she still dating CJ's like, Uncle oh Grandma? that was a trash basket i don't know why they didn't just keep her with clifton smalls because my vote was for them to get secretly married in vegas but that's fine <laughs> um i think so they haven't said anything about it so i guess we could just assume that so wait, she, is. she is in cahoots wait CJ. wait yeah we're doing the like parents the and kids thing, yeah. dating well it's, it's his uncle but yeah uh, same it's in the family <laughs> uncle, I, guess. I don't know it doesn't really matter but yes it's gross this always happens why, why do they always do and it's always like it's not even like, oh, parent A is dating like someone else's parent. It's always like the parent of the kids who are dating or the yes. grandmother or the, mm-hmm. you know, great uncle or whatever you It say. always is. So weird. It's too much. And it uh, happens in real life. At least I Oh, well, teen good. mom, it did happen. You remember? Oh. Or no, sorry, not no. teen mom. 16 and pregnant. I didn't. I didn't. There was a couple <laughs> whose parents. Oh, yes, yes, they yes. Start, we started dating. Was it Caitlin? Like Caitlin and Tyler? Tyler? They started dating, oh, yeah. and then their parents fell in yeah. love. No. And they all lived together in one weird house. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is this, Twilight? Like, no, stop. Yeah, weird. it was weird. Um, event, Don't worry, though, because eventually oh. the parents broke up. So that was Joe. One more thing about this scene with uh, yeah. CJ and stuff. I'm sorry. Whoever was on the sound mixing, I heard, I could not concentrate because there was so much spaghetti noise. It was just like sitting there stirring because, you know, they're not eating the spaghetti because they want to eat while they have to eat. There's so much stirring. I'm like, don't, you couldn't have picked any other food. Like, it's like, squelching. Stop. Like, I hate this. What is it? Is it as Stranger Things would describe it? Wet squelches. Yes, it was. It was so nasty. uh, And I'm like, what is that? Like, if it was mac and cheese, maybe, but this, like, spaghetti doesn't make that noise. Unless you're, like, holding it up to an ASMR mic. Like, come on. Yeah. And the other thing I I do take issue with, Lee, is that CJ is the best sex of Jen's life. I know, right? (laughs) They do this with every person, though. Like, it's like, Every single time they have sex with someone new, that is now the new I best sex Natasha of their life. I think Natasha said that about, did she say that about Dawson? Dawson said that? it about Natasha. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's because like they're thing. getting older and they like know <laughs> more You're getting more experience. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, of course. It's called age. <laughs> nothing to do with like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, and Graham's had to relay that message, which was fun. <laughs> Look, yeah. if anybody is still like, oh, 
my high school sweetheart, best sex I ever had. I, I feel real bad for you. I'm so sorry. Well, that's pretty. That's pretty dark. <laughs> but yeah, so they make up thanks to Grams. They figure it out, uh, and they, you know, they both apologize and whatever. And then, of course, in typical TV fashion. As soon as they're made up, they're like, let's go fuck. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. well, now I'm in the mood. <laughs> you know yeah. what? More power to them, I guess. Yeah. See, now, it, tomorrow it, morning, there much. will only be 11 condoms in that box. And then back at Hell's Kitchen, we have this. So this is the bar that Joey works at. Yes. She's finishing up. Pacey comes in. Um, and they, they talk about how like, yeah, I don't think you should work for me anymore. So he wants to fire her, but she, and then she does the thing that they do in every TV show Lee, where it's like, you can't fire me. I quit. Yeah. And then he says like, well, then you won't get the severance. And then she's like, oh, okay. Are <laughs> you going to get severance pay for this for like, week week <laughs> job where you work for two days? I didn't even realize that. But like, I'm funny. sure she didn't sign any contract. She was going to get paid in cash. She'd be yeah. like, just pay me 20 20 bucks like what what kind of severance pay is this the way i understand it is numbers incorporated does not want for money they have so much money that they're like oh you worked here two days here's a bunch of money for severance like they you know they don't care they were probably paying her under the table casey's buying like new cars and like stuff like that yeah money to throw around yeah oh i need a gig like that (laughs) except based on that office layout i'm being a secretary apparently you know yeah and That's then they fine. do they do a little I'll bit more flirting for, for $600 a week. <laughs> exactly. Uh they they do a little bit more like flirting like oh how can I concentrate when you're around oh you're so dreamy. Yeah, he does uh, his like paceyisms of talking about how amazing she is and she's like he loves keep to going. Yeah. yeah, the way we always describe Pacey is like the way he looks at Joey, he literally looks like the heart eyes emoji. Like he yeah. just has so much love in his freaking eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. I mean, I was very confused because now they're talking like they've been dating forever. And then she's like, yeah. like well, I live across the street. And he's like, so do I. Like, wait, do they live together? I was, oh, did not. No, he, so he lives across the street. He lives with Jack and they have another roommate. So um, why is he never able to see her? It seems like Because he works close. so much. Well, he, that's, truck. his job is very demanding. And on top of that, he works like um nine to five, probably later than that, but he's like a Monday through Friday kind of guy. And she works at a bar at night. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, and, and school and, you know, the other things. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they like kiss again. They're again, they're like very into each other. Um, and uh, they both agree like, oh, it was, it was such a terrible idea. And they talk about like, he's like, oh, well, you know, I live across the street. And she's like, I just have to close up and I'll be right there. So you know they're like, okay, this is their foreplay, right? You know it's gonna go down. Uh, yeah, and we see a man enter as this is all happening, and I was thinking to myself, that is that means something, you know? Like usually it doesn't mean nothing. Yes. Also, as this whole scene was going on, I wrote down like this feels too good to be true. Like everything was so happy, like you knew that something like was gonna drop. I just thought, hey, look, they're together. Yay. Yeah, I had no idea. And I don't. I wasn't paying enough attention. Do we know when he entered? Like, did he enter while they were still doing their little flirty banter, or I don't was think he did? Okay, because see, I thought I thought he hadn't heard what they said. I thought they were keeping it a little bit more coy than. Yeah. Than that um but yeah so suddenly you hear a voice behind joey and it's eddie and J- he goes hey and joey just goes eddie and that's how the <laughs> end of the episode it's like a little bit of a cliffhanger so 
Mary. Lee, do you want to give do you want to give Mary an introduction to Eddie as a character? All the wonderful Oliver Hudson on this yes. show. Okay, so this is this guy. Yes. So I'm looking, I'm I'm going, scrolling back him. through the episode to see when he comes in. No, it's it's like after the guy leaves. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. So he's not he doesn't know what's going on. It doesn't yeah. look like it. Okay. Uh, yep. And there he is. Um there's already. I mean I, I want to know what Mary thinks Eddie's like. My thought is, okay, like, he looks like, like, he's, like, he's, like, probably going to say, like, yeah, like, I was, I was on the road with my band, or, like, I'm a, <laughs> that I was, know. That was actually, um, that was Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. There's always one in these shows. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, look, I'm trying to figure out his look. I mean, he kind of, he's kind of got, like, a Jess from Gilmore he, Girls thing yes, going on. I equate him Ooh, to Jess, basically. That yeah. is... He's a dumber Jess, I would he's say. Got, like, he's yeah, got, but like, he likes the, reading, you know. He loves reading. Like, loves writing. Hair. Or, like, yeah, maybe he was, like, so I'm guessing, based on zero yeah. context, I'm, like, this is a previous boyfriend or something of ding, ding, ding. love entrance of Joey's. I'm guessing that they either, like, she didn't want to end things and he just, like, left. Like, he went somewhere. And that actually back. did happen. Yeah. That is not how they left <laughs> tracks. That is not how they, how they left things because he came back. So, yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So was he wearing a, I need to also know because I, I don't recall from when I watched it. Is he wearing a puffer vest? No, he's wearing he's a jean that. jacket. He's got a, a like a, a floral looking He's wearing up. a lot of layers. Yeah. Okay. And he loves, he's, he's like, layers. he like Sean Hunter loves layers. Yeah. I was going to say there's no hoodie under a, under no. a sweatshirt, under a vest, but. Yeah. No, he is a former love interest of Joey's. He worked at that bar with her. Oh, um, he had an interesting storyline where he pretended to be a student at Worthington. <laughs> um, he sat in on a class and then got found out. And Joey was like, wait, why did you lie? And he basically was like, well, I come from like nothing. I'm not good enough. I'll never be able to actually get into any of these colleges. And even if I did, I can't afford it. Mm. He was basically what we always accused him of being was like a diet Pacey. Like he was like, Pacey as a character, but crappier. Okay. Um, and I don't know, Lee, tell me if you disagree with maybe maybe you're an Eddie stand, but no, I, I I agree with that. When Eddie first came onto the scene, I was I was kind of like you where I thought he was like so cute. Of like, Thank oh my god. You. He's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. He looks cute. He and looks so cute. I honestly like I like liked them together. And I thought that they were like, I did think that he was kind of just like knockoff version of Pacey, but like if like joey and pacey weren't going to be together at that time yes. i was like you know this this guy's good um then he got kind of like annoying when he like kept leaving and stuff like that um but so him leaving and then joey and pacey getting together in the kmart episode like mm -hmm. that kind of just reminded me of like how great pacey is that exactly. now that he like when he comes back i'm like uh like i feel nothing right now yeah okay, then so, like you're gonna ruin everything yeah okay. he's supposed to be in california so he joey pushed him enough and he was did, supposed and, to be in the in the sex movie right um but he's supposed to be in california because joey had basically talked to one of her professors and got him into a very like prestigious writing school in california oh. and so they it's kind of unclear. It seems like they kind of broke up. Like they did the like one last super romantic kiss as like the big like booming romance music and the slow-mo <laughs> as they're left. twirling around. And, and then that's the end of him. And so we kind of are left thinking like, okay, Joey's single now. Like, yeah, things just ended with Eddie, but like they ended on a very solid note, it seems. So now we're kind of left wondering like, the fuck's he doing back in Boston? We don't know. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah. Okay. That's so that's actually less dramatic than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> I thought it was gonna yeah. be more like she didn't want him to leave and then he did, but it sounds like she kind of hooked him up with the gig. Well, he did have kind of like a few stints where like he I guess was embarrassed about the whole like pretending to be in college thing. Okay. So she just went to his parents and like ghosted her. And oh. then and then like he came back and she was mad at him and then he was like, I love you. And then she was like, I love you too, but like, we can't be together. So there has been like some drama. Yeah, the, and, the, like, I love you's never <laughs> to me personally for them. Yeah. Like they just barely dated and they like, love you. I was um, like, do you love her? I don't know. So when did he yeah. show up in the show? Like when was this season? First? Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's also like a, a new character. He, yeah. he is a new rival. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that is how we end our episode. And, and now I mean, like, how much is left of this show? Uh, I believe there are twenty. I think the finale is like a two parter, and so it's like twenty four episodes technically. So, so we're on seventeen. So not like that. That much can happen no. because we're close to the end. <laughs> we're getting, we're getting it's like there. a final wrench into the everything. Mm-hmm. Of course, naturally, and it's not <laughs> right. Dawson. So we're left wondering, like, the fuck. Like, what's here's going my on? prediction. Okay, great. For Here the end of the show, yeah. having no context. This Eddie thing, it's going to be a blip on the radar. It's okay. going to be a one to two episode situation. It'll be wrapped up mm-hmm. before the finale. Joey and Pacey, their end game. They're okay. going to be happily ever after. Maybe he'll quit his job and go back to being a chef. I don't know. Uh, and then um, Dawson, he's going to like go make his movie, I guess, somewhere else on okay. a budget. It'll be an indie movie or something. Um, maybe that that other guy, the one who gave him 10 bucks, maybe he'll help. I don't know. Todd. I don't, yeah. I don't really okay. know how important he is. Um CJ and Jen, I don't know. Is this is this the end for the end game? Are they? I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe it's either that or at the end, it's just gonna be like Jen's gonna be like, you know what? I found that was really important. My relationship with my grandma. We're gonna go move and go on like a. We're gonna go like move to Alaska. I I want to see them go on like a safari. Yeah, I was I was thinking like they're gonna go on a cruise cruise, or something. Yeah, 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 like do something. They're gonna go do something together, and and then CJ will be like. I'll change for you and wait when you get back. I don't know. I, I don't know if he's yeah. in Um, And then there's like a whole bunch of characters that I have no clue of because they weren't in this episode. <laughs> that was it for this one. Yeah, you missed out on Phillips. Audrey and Jack. Busy Phillips is... I, I don't I don't know. Her and... Who, is there another guy in the show? Jack, but he's gay. So that's not going to work. I don't know. Nope. I don't know. I like to couple everybody up, but like... I, did she have a thing with Dawson? Yeah. Is she just going to like come back? She again? had a thing with... She had a thing with Pacey. She dated Pacey. Oh, so that's year. not going to work. Unless. But Dawson, unless they, they have, have like a very a little, fun friendship. Unless there's like some drama with Busy Phillips and Pacey, like mm-hmm. during this Eddie thing that happened. Okay. Mm. So, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm very confused about like where this is going to be. Like, wh- what's the end? What's like the final scene of this? Do they all just like go home one last time and like throw a little rock across the dock or something like into the water. I, mean, I know the answer to that, but I'm not going <laughs> to tell you. Yeah, I mean, I could yeah. I could just watch from here to the end. <laughs> <laughs> you really could. You have the gist of what's what happened on the show, so you know most everything. Um, but I have to ask you, Mary, after seeing this episode of Dawson's Creek, does it intrigue you at all enough to want to try the show? I think yeah. I think I would. Here's here's bare minimum. Here's what I'm going to do after this. I'm going to go watch compilation of CJ. There you <laughs> go. Too. Do we think that exists? Hey, you said you found this by like best ships of TV or whatever. I need to go watch, like, I want to go watch a little bit of season one at the very least so I can see where everything started. Because I I feel like like, most of these shows, like season one or two is really like the the, the best parts of like 
a lot of these type of shows. Most most super fans, most fans of the show would say seasons two and three are okay. arguably like the it's it's a back and forth depending on um like obviously your preferred couple is usually okay. kind of the determining factor on whether or not two or three is, is your favorite. Because like takes season one to kind of get up get its feet under. Well, itself also and... season one is I believe it was a mid season replacement, and so it is not very long. Um, oh, whereas okay. all of the seasons are like twenty something episodes. Season one is like what twelve or something. I can't remember. Uh, it's been a while. Um, okay. but but yeah yeah it's a uh, gosh I can't if you do watch it I need your thoughts on James Vanderbeek's hair in uh, season <laughs> one because it is it is something. Yeah, um, I mean it, it's. <laughs> Yeah, weirdly, I've been thinking this whole time of like, who do I ship myself with now? Uh, but it was like I, after just like the little clips, kind of feel like you got to go like Pacey with the with the goatee. With <laughs> the goatee, this what? is a spicy take. Sarah and I hate the goatee. It adds a little intrigue because otherwise he's just like he's kind of bland. Otherwise, he has a big no. face. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. I love Lee and I's reaction. Was like, no. Okay, I didn't know this was such a hot take. <laughs> well, okay, to be fair, we do have some listeners who like the goatee, but I think the vast majority of people are anti-goatee. Because it was, what, in the show, it's supposed to be like a, a weird phase he's going through or something? Yeah, it's ever since he started working at like Numbers yeah. Incorporated. He um, oh, well, I feel like also when like the goatee kind of like signified like him on this path of, at numbers incorporated of like kind of changing and then shaving mm. it he kind of like came back to his roots a little bit exactly gotcha. yeah and he's he gonna come the past. more back to his roots when he quits this job there you go hopefully <laughs> we don't like we it. don't have to ever yeah. see what he again or he's um, gonna like he's gonna somehow take over the company and then like fire rich and all the bad boys Oh, oh okay suddenly he's gonna be a feminist icon he's a feminist icon it's so hard because it's like so much of this episode was at people's jobs but it didn't really feel like the jobs were that important it was more like the scenes happening at the jobs yeah yeah that's been happening a lot in this season and i think it's just because the characters are getting older so they're like wanting to do that versus like because not all of them are in college it can be a little bit difficult to be like yeah they're trying you know, to find like new settings for them to hang out gotcha basically. yes um so let's get into some feedback that we did get from the listeners we hear from joy uh and i love the uh so joey and pacey are dating but not official yet why do i get the feeling that this is all joey she's such a buzzkill sometimes which <laughs> <laughs> is very true uh and she says poor jen stuck with cj who sucks the show is trying to gaslight me but it ain't gonna work i wish you had a better storyline this episode than not being able to communicate with cj why she's feeling the way she is and to have grams be a mediator for them is just the height of ridiculousness as always <laughs> jen deserves better which yeah agreed um, <laughs> uh dawson's telling the same story it's edgy because there isn't sex but i don't really care except i would give anything to see sunset stripped <laughs> uh yeah and she says of course dawson isn't going to take these people's money he's the earnest dreamer he would never sell out which is very dawson That's yeah exactly and even when he was explaining the story he was like this is all about guy who like is the good guy like you know he like, but he makes mistakes <laughs> yes exactly he's trying to be yeah. he's trying he's so be hard um joey is temping as pacey's secretary slash assistant and she's kind of awful at it i love the way joey puts this she says it feels like she's playing a game of some kind but she's not telling pacey what the game is or why she's playing it yes. and pacey's just trying to do his job yeah that is that's exactly how it felt i could not figure out what her goal was in any yeah. of this 
Uh, she says the return of the HBUC, who is a reporter, not an FBI agent, as as far as we know. Uh, why is Joey acting jealous? I mean, I know Sadia is gorgeous, but that's not something she and Pacey really do. Uh, besides the inferiority complex, which is a big story point from from Pacey. Uh, Pacey was secure in his relationship with Joey. And besides her feeling insecure about her lack of physical progression, Joey was secure in her relationship with Pacey. There was no jealousy, ex- especially not to the degree of Joey deliberately uh, pouring uh, cream down a woman's leg or messing up on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. Like, it's it's not very true to their relationship that they had jealousy issues. It's just not ever a storyline they really had, except when, I, I, I guess, Lee, if you wanted to say there was one thing, it was, like, whenever Dawson came up in I conversation. Say, I, I even feel like it's more of, like, a Joey Dawson yes. thing than anybody else. And I think even the the Dawson of it all with Joey and Pacey is more like their Joey and Dawson's history rather than like their romantic relationship, just like their friendship Mm, and mm -hmm. him feeling like Pacey feeling like he will never like measure up Mm -hmm. to that level of history. Yeah. But it wasn't like, Oh, you know, I'm so jealous of you guys getting together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she says, like, uh, I think it's interesting. Joy says the kiss that they have at the office is possibly one of their worst, but the kiss they have at Hell's Kitchen is one of their best. We talk a lot about the kiss chemistry on this show because, again, Joey just does not have it with, like, literally anybody except Joshua Jackson. Mm. Uh, so it is it is pretty interesting. So um, were Dawson and Pacey ever friends? Yes, they were yes. in the very beginning of the show. They were, it was like, it was almost like, like they, they okay. wanted it to be like a trio. So it was Dawson, um, Joey, and Pacey, except um, Dawson is like the fulcrum. Yeah, so Dawson like, was like the link between. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Because Joey was always annoyed by Pacey because Pacey was like this immature guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just, that's just the beginning. That's how it always happens. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then, uh, and then who should show up? Goddamn Eddie. I am fucking irate. (laughs) (laughs) Joey's email. Joey, thank you for your feedback. Uh, Yeah. So, okay. It seems like we're all, we're all kind of sharing the same opinions. (laughs) Sarah likes to say that Eddie looks like a bottle of olive oil. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I don't know about a bottle. <laughs> Hard hitting like, questions, Lee. But when I, I like how you like didn't even flinch, you're like, yeah, yeah, I know, that, that checks out. It was more like when I because when I first looked at him, I was thinking like, oh, he's like got the like slicked back hair. Like that's the first quality I know. So because, much hair product because that's like a very intentional thing when someone's doing that, right? Like they mm-hmm. they think it's a look. They think it looks good. They're concentrating on it. Um, yeah. so. I can kind of see that, sure. I it mean, kind of reminds me of um, Mary. You're 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 a Friends fan, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. kind of reminds me of how they always make fun of Ross for having too much product in his hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's that kind of idea. Like, I definitely when I looked at him, I thought like, I thought like Jess from Gilmore Girls or something. Which is his his thing no. wasn't as although he does have a scene with the hair product. So yeah, it's every like, hair in place. Yeah, he's like gotta gotta work on his hair. It just feels like someone who's, uh. You know, Pacey doesn't strike me or Dawson doesn't strike me as someone who's like very, very like conscious, conscious of like the way they look like they, it's not their like number one thing. I can yeah. tell with this guy it kind of feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't feel like he's a lot going for himself. So yeah. hair is key, I, I guess. The olive oil <laughs> thing. Is he supposed to be like Italian or something? Like, is No, she's just this greasy, like oily hair. That's oh, why. Yeah. I, it's like, it is something 
when I see that, when I, and sorry to any men who are listening, who put a lot of hair products in, but I instantly think like, Oh, but like, I don't want to run my hands through that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I guess, I guess your hair is just off limits then. Okay. It's like, oh my God, how do I open doorknobs after we've made out? Like, <laughs> right. <just> so <laughs> uh, and then we also got a voicemail from DBK. So let's see what he has to say. He is a notorious, like he's, he's not big on Joey most of the time mm, because okay. uh, she, she irritates him. So let's see what he has to say about Joey this episode. What up though, ladies? So what we got going on this episode, we got Dawson getting a movie attempted to be made, maybe, but not really. Uh, Jen and CJ fighting about sex. And then Grams is going to put that fire out, I guess. And then we got Joey helping Pacey at work. Like, why Why am I drinking this Jossie Juice? Because, like, Joey doesn't respect Pacey like, <laughs> at all. Basically says it to his face that, like, we, we know she's the boss of this. And is, like, a horrible assistant to him all episode. I... Sure. All right, cool. <laughs> Drink the Jossie Juice. Uh... At least Eddie's back. Hopefully he could derail this job. <laughs> and uh, yeah, until next week, ladies. Peace. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so uh just for some background, Mary, DBK is a big fan of um Pandy, which mm. is Pacey and Andy, who was a different character on the show. They completely trashed her as a character, uh, and then wrote her off. So uh and I, to be fair, I am a big big pandy fan i andy is my absolute favorite character and it's not close i miss her terribly uh i think the problem is it's undeniable the amount of chemistry between jossie and so that's the problem yeah i'm i think the problem i had mostly when it came to joey was like she just seemed really inconsistent, right? Like the kind of person who's going to say, I'm, you know, we know that I'm the boss is not the same person who's going to be like super jealous of a woman who just walks in and knows this guy. Like it just yeah. felt, it felt a little bit like she's trying to be incompetent, but she also is clearly smart. Like what, what is happening? Here? Yeah. Where's the, where's I think the, the problem is we just leave. We just don't know her motivations. Like, like Joey was saying, it's like, she's playing a game, but like, isn't telling anybody what the game is, or maybe she doesn't even know what the game is. Yeah. It felt like she was like trying to be like, is the game trying to be a bad assistant, mm -hmm. you know, to see like, yeah. Oh, I'm so cute. Like, and like, say something to me, right. you know, like, right. he, he, this is so funny. <laughs> like, but yeah. she's the only one that knows about it. So yeah. Yeah. I it's was a also a big candy fan also. <laughs> I just love Pacey. <laughs> so him like paired with anybody <laughs> is going to be good. They elevate. Yeah. He, he elevates anyone he's yeah. around for sure. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's play this game. Even though Sarah isn't here, let's talk about the title of next week's episode. It oh. is love bites. Uh, it's a Halloween episode and there's going to be a vampire costume. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I will say, uh, Dawson's Creek loves a vampire episode. They love a spooky episode. So it's certainly possible. Uh, <laughs> love yeah. bites. Love bites. Love. This feels like uh, they're just trying to like talk about the rockiness because Eddie is now back. I think like, there's going to be some like 
tension, conflict, love triangle yeah. type situation. Well, based yeah. on this title, it could just be about love and not about the bites at all because exactly. there was no violence. Where yeah. was the violence? Tell me. Where was the violence? Point it out. The top before was the violence. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, well, that was this week's episode. This was absolutely fantastic getting to talk to the both of you. I love just like throwing Mary into the deep end of like <laughs> final season, figure it out. And Lee, of course, you coming in already having seen the full thing. We we love that pairing, obviously, as Sarah knows nothing and I know everything. It's not about life, about Dawson's Creek. Um, so this was so much fun having you both on. Uh, Mary, what do you have going over on a uh, Kowski cask and where can people find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me everywhere at Frail Mary and uh, Kowski Cast. That's cow with a K. Um, I'm covering the final season of Riverdale. It is a slog. It is just as incoherent as watching one episode of this without knowing what's going on. And I've seen the whole show Riverdale and I am just as lost. So uh, <laughs> we've been having a, a fun time over there. I had my sister on last week and I have my, my friend Hannah on this week. Um, so uh, we're we're doing a lot of a lot of guests for the final season. Incredible, uh, Lee. Do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you want people to point people to? <laughs> yeah, um, not really. I do have a Twitter. I don't really know the handle. And I, <laughs> I don't really tweet. I just like follow the podcasts that I listen to. and yeah. like, a few other people. So. If you tweet at the podcast, I'll probably see it. So, yeah, you know. you <laughs> let, everyone know. Yeah. <laughs> everyone let know Lee how amazing she was on the podcast. You could you could at us Azure 90s Pod and let us know. Um, and of course, we'll be back next week covering the next episode of Dawson's Creek as we barrel towards the like final seat. We're almost done. Like we're nearly there. It's wild. Um, there's more coming from us down the line. You all see, uh, we have some more plans in the future. You could find me at the just Sterling on Twitter. And if you're on threads, which I am now, but I'm very angry. I couldn't get at the just Sterling. So I'm at the just Sterling 12. If you want to find me there, <laughs> someone else has at the just Sterling to be fair, they actually use it. So at least they don't just hoard it for no reason. Um, but, uh, that's where you can find me. And then if you want to find me on Twitch, I'm playing the last of us too. Um, and so you could find me there, uh, twitch.tv slash the just Sterling. And of course, the podcast is at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we have a website. If you want to leave us feedback, we'll read it on the podcast. We absolutely love getting voicemails and emails from everyone. It is, it's so fun because it gives us a little bit of glimpse of like, are we alone in feeling like this about these characters? Usually the answer is no. <laughs> uh, so we love hearing from all of you. Uh, thank you so much, Mary and Lee, for coming on and joining me for this episode. This was a, a blast. I absolutely loved it. It, it sounds like a fever dream trying to explain this show to someone who's like popping in the last season. So it was so enjoyable. It really racked my memory for like, okay, I got to remember the, like the continuity and the storylines yeah. of every single character. Well, uh, thank so you so much fun. for having me. And uh, to all the listeners, hopefully I wasn't too, too annoying being like, they're probably like, Mary, don't you know anything? Like, no, no I, think, I think it's the exact opposite. I think people are like, oh, this is intriguing. We must listen to find out what this person thinks. Yeah, tweet at me with uh, what, what takes I had that were really bad. <laughs> I think you were pretty much, I don't know, Lee, don't you think? I feel like she was pretty much on yeah, track with the, the correct opinions. Yeah, except for the fact that, um, what did we gasp at that you... Oh, the, oh, I like the, the, oh, the goatee. The goatee. Oh, that, that's the spiciest take I think you've had all podcast. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Have a good one, everybody. Goodbye. Just ask. 90 shows taught me. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.